Guys, I'm really excited to tell you again about our next sponsor because I myself just got my box from 4hims.com and hims is is the solution that I've personally been looking for, okay? 66% of men lose their hair by age 35 and it's not a problem that we have to continue to deal with, okay? Baldness can be optional, all right? It's not snake oil. It, it, it's no fake, you know, crap that you're going to get. You're going to get connected with real doctors, medical-grade solutions to treat hair loss, and they also can treat other things that men deal with. So check it out, 4 slash ESF. That's 4 F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash ESF. You're going to get a free trial month for just $5 right now. I actually just started and I'm in love with it. So check them out for hymns.com slash ESF. Yeah. Eat, sleep, fantasy. You rocking with the best. NFL fantasy football podcast. We talking mock drafts, running backs. Better follow the conversation with Dale, Christian, and Armando. Screaming, eat nation. We doing what we like. Tune in every week. Guarantee we get it hype. Fantasy football enthusiasts. I know you plan to be joining us on Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. Yeah. Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. Welcome to Eat Sleep Fantasy, everybody. This is Steve Specfortelli from ESF's DFS and Dynasty. Uh, we are filling in today to bring you guys uh, some DFS content here uh, on Eat Sleep Fantasy's feed. You know, we're going into week 11 here. Uh, you know, we put lineups together every single week and we talk about them on our uh, Sunday morning show live at 10 a.m. You can always find that on YouTube. Uh, we tweet that link out um, and then we follow it up with the release of the episode. Uh, so you have it a couple hours before uh, kickoff on uh, Sunday at 1 o'clock. So always be sure to check that out. Uh, you can always go to eatsleepfantasy.com and, and check out the amazing content that all the writers put out for uh, for everybody to utilize. And as always, the OG pod. Uh, those guys are always out there, Dale, Christian, or Armando, putting out amazing content. You know, And you can always follow us. Uh, as well, uh, myself, uh, Austin, and John Chapman. Uh, you can find myself on Twitter at spac21. That's s s p a c two one. You can find John at j l underscore Chapman. Austin uh, at a u s t n three seven. No i in Austin. Uh, so again, go and check all that stuff out, man. You know, even go when you go to eatsleepfantasy.com. Uh, don't forget to subscribe. We sell uh, weekly DFS lineups. It's $40 for the year. Uh, you have access to all of our lineups. Uh, and along with that, you're going to get the, the ESF bronze package. Uh, and then if you don't feel like doing that, as always, and you just want to check it out, you know, even before you buy the annual, uh, $5 a week. And again, we put together lineups for FanDuel and DraftKings. So, you know, we've been we've been making some good money this year. You know, these lineups that we put out there, we're investing in, we're using these same exact lineups. So, you know, we put the time and effort into them, uh, to assure that we're going to win some money and you guys can take that and, and win some money yourself. So again, you can find our podcast, uh, on uh, Spreaker, iTunes, uh, Spotify, iHeartRadio. you know, subscribe to all those subscribe, uh, to, 
uh, our YouTube page too. So you can make sure that uh, you get alerts when we go live on Sunday mornings to get all your latest DFS content. So until then, uh, good luck to everybody here in week 11. Hope you win some money and hope you enjoy the show. Okay. I just hit that. We are going live right now. Starting broadcast. Welcome, chill and grab a seat. It's another episode. DFS and Dynasty. You know who the baddest be. We talking about that fantasy football. Oh boy, going in beast mode. Cheat sheets, cheat code. Team QB, different level. Won't believe how we do it. Sleeper league, kicking with your boy Steve. Yeah, we Austin. Awesome. I'm a man, John. We don't play now. We dope. Best fantasy football podcast on the globe. Get him bold, rock and roll, DFS and Dynasty, homie, here we go. Welcome back to another episode of DFS and Dynasty. We are here to answer all of your Week 11 questions, whether that is just fantasy football or DFS. We're going to make some money today. And with me is the, I, I don't know, um, I don't have a very clever intro for you today. I'm just going to call you an asshole and say, Steve... How are you, man? You know, that's that's pretty valid. Uh, you know, I've I've been called worse by better, so I'm okay with that. Uh, so, but all is well on my end, man. Setting the bar low. Right, well, you know, it's got to start somewhere, right? But I'm I'm doing good. There you it's go. Sunday. It's fucking football week eleven, man. How you holding up over there? I'm excited. I, I'll tell you this. Yeah, obviously the Niners are on a bye, uh, which totally lowers <laughs> any kind of uh anxiety that i may or may not have you know we we don't have to have put up with a terrible defense and blowing a fourth quarter lead and all those things i just get to sit back and be a fantasy football fan today and just a football fan and just enjoy life so pretty excited man and we've got a lot coming to you we're going to go through some news and notes um lots of stuff going on in the nfl usually around this time the teams that are kind of outside of the playoff tier, they are going to start making personnel decisions and changes, which we've already seen with the Browns. And so we'll talk through some of that stuff. We'll go through a little bit of weather. We'll go through some value plays for FanDuel. And, man, uh, questions as always. So if you guys have questions, just type them in on the side there. Steve is going to be monitoring that, and uh, we will be getting your questions answered. So without further ado, Austin, our weather lady, is not here today. But... Just like Austin taking a little bit of time off, the weather has as well. We have no games that are going to be negatively impacted by weather, which is a great thing. Um, so uh, we don't really need to adjust anything as far as that goes. So without further ado, let's jump in to news and notes. And probably one of the biggest, frust most frustrating plays of the week is Sammy Watkins in the game of all games on Monday night. It comes out that he is questionable, um, and it's sounding like he's probably not going to play. So, Steve, if let's focus on just regular fantasy football. What are you doing with Sammy Watkins this week? How, how are you handling this situation? I'm going to look for other options uh, all across the board because he missed the last two practices of the week. So when you're in a situation like that, you're trending in the wrong direction to begin with, uh, and, and it is you know Monday night. So... I would just find other alternatives uh, right now. Now, from a DFS standpoint, uh, you know, if it, that's something, if you're looking for a cheap play, Chris Conley could be a guy that you definitely want to play uh, with Watson being out if you're playing the, the Sunday, Monday, or even Thursday through Monday. 
it all depends on what you want to do. But again, across the board, I, I'm staying away from Sammy Watkins this week. Yeah, and I'll say this. Um, in my big money league, I am playing against a guy that's going to be close, and we're both kind of on the bubble for playoff spots. And he has Sammy Watkins in his starting lineup right now. So I went over to the waiver wire and picked up good old Chris Conley. And I'm hoping, um, you know, he doesn't go. And I'll just I'll keep Conley on my bench. But I'm just trying to stop him from getting him. Um, and again, single lineups, which I absolutely love. If you are on FanDuel or DraftKings, the single lineup plays are great for qualifiers. Um, I love playing the one-on-ones, and I love qualifying for bigger tournaments. It seems like a very, very cheap way um, to extend your money and kind of maximize your uh, tournament potential for future weeks. So uh, that is going to be a huge play, Conley, if Sammy Watkins is not a full goal. And he, even if he is, I don't think he's going to be able to get all the snaps. Um, no, if anything, I could see him so, just being a decoy out there. I mean, Conley, Conley yeah. actually might be big if you're into playing single-game lineups on Monday night. Um you know, him, potentially um, DeAnthony Thomas, potentially uh, the backup tight end Demetrius Harris. Like, those are the guys that kind of tend to get involved uh, when they're short one of their uh, pass threats. So just all names there to, to look at if you're going to be playing uh, uh, single lineups on uh, Monday night. Yep. Um, staying with that, uh, the Tennessee Titans, uh, they came out of the bye week swinging. Mm-hmm. And we've got some injuries. Taewon Taylor is going to be out. Tajay Sharp, he's questionable. I don't think he's going to play. Corey Davis, holy freaking cow. Back-to-back weeks with 10 targets. Dude, tell me you are in love with Corey Davis because I I'm, I love this guy. Yeah, and I like what's been going on. And I think what everybody really needs to, to look at is the fact that, uh, you know, Corey Davis has been playing with quarterback and Marcus Mariota that's had no feeling in his hand whatsoever and or Blaine Gabbert. Now, Mariota. <laughs> Those are compatible with each other. Right. I would take Mariota with no feeling in his hand over Blaine Gabbert. So, but, you know, Mariota, he actually looks healthy and he's looked really good himself uh, the last two weeks. Uh, he's a guy that I'm actually targeting in uh, some tournament lineups. Um, but Corey Davis, man, if he can continue to go, and realistically, the amount of uh, wide receivers that they are already out, already ruled out, or probably will be out this week as well, you know, that just that just bumps his uh, value up for me. And not only that, you can look at a guy like Jono Smith, too, who's even had two touchdowns last week. So those are just two names to look yep. at in Tennessee. And, you know, if, if you're looking at uh, tournament lineups, I wouldn't hesitate to doing at least one with Marcus Mariota in this matchup uh, against the Colts. Yeah, and, uh, you know, you put down in the notes that safety Malik Hooker and uh, their starting corner DJ Killings are already out, so they're going to be shorthanded, and it's not a great secondary anyway, but you take away Malik Hooker, That's who big. knows? Uh, somebody could take it something off the top because he's one of the better free uh, safeties in the game as far as range goes. So, man, I'm telling you, um, it was funny on 4 for 4, it, his his price for FanDuel is 6,200 Corey Davis, and I was looking through their projected ownership rankings, and he is the number one projected ownership uh, wide receiver um, by 4 for 4. So, uh, definitely going to be a popular play, but he's so cheap. If you are wanting to overpay for running backs, which we recommend, um, it's, it's a good play. It's a good play. So, moving on... Um, 
man, the Packers, which they lost to the Seahawks on Thursday night. That was a fun game. Uh, Jimmy Graham broke his thumb slash hand. He's going to be out for like a month. Mike McCarthy's probably going to be fired. Man, if they lose another one, could be during the season, but he he's going to be gone too. So lots of turmoil there. It, it seems like Aaron Jones is going to be the guy from now on there. Uh, he got 44 out of 49 snaps, and Jamal Williams got 40. It, Aaron Jones, Aaron <laughs> Jones should be the guy there. He really should be. You know, makes me wonder how much JJ was crying in the stands that night and how his liver was doing the next day uh, after taking that oh. trip out there to watch that game. But you know, I don't know about you, man. What was weird about that is kind of very uncharacteristic. Dude, Green Bay was taking a lot of five step drops, just going deep, and Rodgers was heavily looking at Devontae Adams. It was, I don't know, it was very frustrating. I mean, they got the game going uh, on the ground. I thought for sure if they could do that, that they would come out ahead, but. In the past game, dude, they were just doing something that I haven't seen all year. So, I don't know, that game was weird, but a good game. It seems like that offense is just three players. It is Aaron Jones, Aaron Rodgers, and Devontae right. Adams. Um, yeah, I mean, most people don't understand. Devontae Adams, he's leading the entire NFL in targets right now, and that's going to continue. So, uh, moving on for games this week, Keenan Allen is good to go. Um, I like Keenan Allen a lot this week. Um, you know, he gets Denver. A 7,600, but this is what Keenan Allen does. He starts off slow, and as the season continues, this is when the streak started last year where he had, what was it, four straight games with 100 yards and yeah. a touchdown, which was like one of the records. Um, so uh, I, I, I do have a few lineups with him. I understand he's not the cheapest play, but it, it's time. It's Keenan Allen time. Um, do you have him in any of your lineups, Steve? I do, uh, mainly in DraftKings is where I'm utilizing him uh, because of that PPR value. And, you know, it just His touchdowns have been killing me, man. That's, what's, that's why I've been veering away from him in FanDuel. Um, I mean, he only has, what, two on the year, I believe? But I'm definitely playing him this week. There, there's no question about that. Yeah. Um, and Marvin Jones is out. They traded away their best receiver at Golden Tate, and now they're kind of shorthanded. Um, so there is a couple. There's two great value plays in this game for the Detroit um, at it's at Detroit Carolina at Detroit. TJ Jones or Theo Riddick. Walk me through um, what we can do with these guys. TJ Jones is only 4,800, which is crazy, crazy cheap. And Theo Riddick's 5,100 on FanDuel. Which one do you like more and why? Possibly Theo Riddick. Um, what, what I'm kind of up in the air about with this game is they brought in Bruce Ellington and they have, uh, that rookie Powell. So they, Powell got some snaps last week. I'm not sure what's going to go on with Bruce Ellington. I really haven't seen anything come out as of yet. Um, with Jones being out, Marvin Jones being out, I can see TJ Jones moving to the outside, and Theo Riddick uh, could see some snaps probably out of the slot. Because even like the last couple weeks since they've traded Golden Tate, they've ran a lot of sets that have had Carryon Johnson and Theo Riddick on the field to where Theo was either flanked to the outside or he was in the slot. He was kind of playing that Golden Tate role. So, you know, and, and TJ Jones has, has been a part of that as well. But with Marvin Jones being out, TJ Jones being – the, the bigger receiver, I could see him moving to the outside. I think Theo Riddick's kind of a sneaky play uh, this this week. I'm not sure. I don't want to see him getting a touch, or I want to see him getting a touchdown because I do have him in uh, a DraftKings lineup. But if I'm going to take a shot on any of those guys, it's going to be Riddick. 
Yeah, um, I, I like it. TJ Jones, man, I I think that he could be one of those guys that gets the ball, you know, four targets for three catches for, you know, 40 yards and a possible touchdown. And so you're hoping for that touchdown there. Uh, it's one of those plays that I don't usually like to make, but uh, I, I, I've got it in one tournament lineup, and we'll, well see the, what happens. The thing, now, the thing about uh, that situation is JBC – that offense is built for yards after the catch. So they'll take their deep shots, and, and that's why I think Riddick's going to be the better play. He's he's going to be that one that could catch the bubble screens or some quick slants over the middle and just yards after catch from that point. All right. Let's stay with that game. Darius Slay is back. And, man, Cam Newton, he is the second most expensive quarterback. He is 8,600 on FanDuel, and I love Camp this week. Obviously, that Detroit defense is just awful under Matt Patricia, um, but what one thing that scares me is I don't feel comfortable starting any wide receivers <laughs> in this offense. I, I love Greg Olson. I love Christian McCaffrey. I love... Uh, Cam Newton, obviously, but I want to stay away from people like Funches and DJ DJ Moore. Um, walk me through just a little bit on this offense, who you're high on, and who we have to get into our lineups at some point. Because this game, you, you've got to have somebody, right? Because <laughs> Detroit's just so bad. Well, Cam Newton lit up Detroit last year. Um, now, I'm staying away from Funches just because he's the bigger-bodied receiver, and that's going to be the guy that slays on. I do love Christian McCaffrey. I do love Greg Olson. However, in tournament play, I'm taking some chances on DJ Moore. I mean, there he could take with his type of ability. Um, as far as you know, if they want to take a shot down the field, you know, with the type of uh, reverses that they can run that they have done uh, throughout the year between him and even Curtis Samuel. I'm staying away from Curtis Samuel, but. You know, he has playmaking ability, and this defense is clearly, clearly weak. So in some tournament lineups, I'm going to take a chance on DJ Moore. All right. I like it. Now, talking about taking a chance, Joe Flacco is out. Um, they just released news that he will not need surgery, so this could be a relatively short vacation for him or time off. But Lamar Jackson is going to start. Uh, they have come out and said that RG3 will be getting some snaps. But this is a great matchup versus the Cincinnati defense that has given up back-to-back 500-yard games and has fired their defensive coordinator. Marvin Lewis seems to be calling the defense, and it seems like Hugh Jackson, who has already been picked up by Marvin Lewis, uh, might be calling the defense here in a week or two already. Uh, man, th there's there's got to be some ceiling here with Lamar Jackson as far as rushing potential, big playability, Walk me through what you want to do with this offense for Baltimore. Personally, I've kind of stayed away from it uh, just because there was the, there's the uncertainty going into today. Uh, you know, Basically, it was announced either last night or this morning, I don't remember, that Lamar Jackson was expected to be the starter. Um, however, RG3 is going to be there, and I know that they have uh, practiced some sets throughout the year to where both quarterbacks are on the field. So who knows what's going to happen? You know, Is this going to be a wildcat game are they going to heavily rely on uh, Lamar Jackson's legs RG3's legs at the quarterback position utilizing uh, the young tight ends that they have there you know Willie Sneed uh, has been pretty consistent all year John Brown you know he he's he's been hit and miss you know same thing with Crabtree I just I can't see these quarterbacks you know 
really utilizing that wide receiver core. If anything, I think this is going to be more uh, them running, uh, Alex Collins running, the the tight ends getting involved. I just don't see much coming from this. And literally, I stayed away from this whole entire team just because there's just too many things in the air with these two quarterbacks. Yeah, one play that I do kind of like here is Alex Collins. One, uh, you know, Cincinnati, they give up the most uh, points to the running back position. And then the additional threat of a running quarterback changes the pursuit angles of linebackers. And usually that benefits the running back. So uh, I do not mind Alex Collins here. I know that he has been basically awful almost all year volume outside of volume he, he's not doing great but uh this could be a game where he could pop so uh one of those plays that i the really other like. thing that also the other eight- thing that i'm kind of uncertain of too is you know cincinnati has had that change at defensive coordinator so i mean anything's possible there too right usually when something new comes in there's not a lot of film on it on either side of the ball when you change coordinators right yeah. that right so you know baltimore might not even be a hundred percent sure exactly at what they're going to be looking at and they're going to be facing their challenges uh, with the quarterback situation that they have. Yeah. It's, it's going to be an interesting game, kind of a fun game to watch because uh, one AJ green, he's going to be, he's probably not going to play. Um, I, so you should move forward with the idea. AJ green's going to be out. He said that he is going to test out his injured toe during warmups. Um, but again, just the fact that he has to test it out, that lets you know he's not going to be 100% even if he does play. But uh, it's going to be an interesting game. That Baltimore defense is for real. Now, what I want to do now, Steve, is let's jump over to some of these games that you want to target. Um, and we will build up to the big game, obviously. But um, some games today, man. Let, let's go pick one game that you want to talk about. Let's go over kind of the Vegas odds, where that's at, and the players that are going to be making us some money. Well, I, the one game that I really, really like outside of Kansas City and the Rams is uh, the Eagles and the Saints. I mean, there's a lot of firepower uh, in this game as well. And if you're not one that's going to be playing uh, Monday night lineups, this is a game that you want to target big time. I mean, you look yep. at the names like Breeze, Kamara, Thomas, Wentz, Ertz, Elshon. You, you know, you have other uh, guys that could do some damage for you in tournaments like Ingram and Traquan Smith, Ben Watson, even Dallas Goddard, Josh Adams, Nelson Aguilar. I mean, there's a lot of guys there that do have involvements uh, with these offenses. And the biggest reason why I uh, or mentioned Josh Adams because that backfield in Philadelphia has just been an absolute mess all year. However, after the last two weeks, uh, the minimal touches that he's had, he's done some damage and he's looked pretty good. And Doug P- and they came out and yeah. said, yeah, yeah, Doug yeah, Peterson. Doug Peterson's come out and said that they want to get him more involved uh, moving forward. So this is going to kind of be uh, his moment. Now, you know, the Saints have been fairly good against the run, but I think their numbers don't clearly represent – uh, what their run defense is like because a lot of teams uh, target them or target that secondary and they throw the ball a lot against them and that's something that Philadelphia can do. Uh, this is a game that Wentz could you know have a really good game and if, if he does so that'll open things up for Josh Adams. Yeah and Vegas is saying this is going to be a high scoring affair. 56 points it is the highest outside of the Monday night game um, and two players that I just think the price is wrong on FanDuel is Michael Thomas. That guy, 
He's just so safe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he is so safe. He has five touchdown catches inside the 10-yard line. Um, he catches everything. The Saints, they love to run it, but they also like passing yep. it on the inside. Absolutely love that guy. And then Zach Ertz. I don't usually like paying up for tight end. This week, I got Zach Ertz in about half my lineups. Um, he's got about 15 targets on top of the next tight end um, as far as target leaders. That guy... <sighs> Those two plays this week I love, uh, Michael Thomas and Zach Ertz. So let's jump to one other game that we want to focus on, and then we'll talk Monday Night Football. Let's do one more Sunday game. Let's look at uh, oh, let's look at Tennessee Indianapolis. Um, oh, you know yeah. that game Vegas has got a fifty and a half. Um, you know, obviously you're going to be looking at Andrew Luck uh, the way that he's been playing all year, and, and to be honest with you, man, he's done a lot with not a lot. You know, he's actually been pretty impressive this yeah. year. You know, Eric Ebron's been huge for him. Uh, but Jack Doyle's back. You know, we've talked about Corey Davis. You know, I mentioned Deion Lewis uh, only only because of his uh, his past, his past catching abilities. You know, we've talked before about Indianapolis with Darius Leonard and, you know, that run defense is a little bit stronger with him. Um, but Deion Lewis has other abilities that, you know, still make him a valuable play. Uh, and then again, we've already talked about Mariota and Janu Smith, but, you know, in tournaments, you can still look at the possibilities of Marlon Mack. Uh, Eric Ebron's been a touchdown machine. Uh, T.Y. Hilton, I'm, I'm looking at for tournaments only. I'm not not 100% safe on him with cash. Uh, he, he's been fairly consistent when he's on the field, but he's had games that he's missed because of injury and then he's back and then he's hurt. So it's kind of hard to, it's kind of hard to tell what his involvement's going to be, even though he's the number one wide receiver there. Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting because Andrew Luck is playing just exceptional. And so any piece that you can get of him, that's going to be predictable. The volumes there, uh, Andrew Luck's already thrown the ball 371 times which would put him second in the NFL um, for all the QBs that have only played nine games. Uh, the volume's there. So Hilton um, against you know th- this defense, it- it's a possibility to, to bust a big one. So uh, I'm pretty, pretty excited about this. But the game that just kind of tickles my feet a little bit, I was going to say tickles a different body part. But anyway, <laughs> um, let's talk well, some Monday Night real, Football, Real quick man. before Kansas we get into City. that, though, John, we got a couple questions that we should probably field here. So... All right. I got so excited. <laughs> so, I mean, going into Kansas City, uh, Rick, you know, he he had, you know, in our conversation earlier about Conley, he said uh, Chris Conley had burned him last week. And uh, his name for Sammy Watkins is kind of interesting. I'm not going to mention it here while we're live. But uh, <laughs> uh, but from uh, Luis, Louis, Luis Fernandez, He's asking for DFS lineups, Kenny Galladay or Amari Cooper. Where do you stand on that? Because I know where I'm at. Oh, yeah, Kenny Galladay, 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, one, just because Marvin Jones is out, uh, we've seen that Matthew Stafford will pick a target and go back to that repeatedly. Uh, Galladay has been off and on, but th- he hit last week, and I think that he's going to hit again this week. It's just a better matchup. Amari Cooper disappears at a lot of games. He's just gone. Um, and he could have a great game, but that Dallas offense is a mess. Um, 
And so as far as safe goes, like the higher floor, I think it's Kenny Galladay and the higher ceiling, I think is also Kenny Galladay. So I'm going Galladay 100%. Yeah, I'm going Galladay as well. And then we got two more here from uh, Austin, not our Austin. But uh, so the first question is Buck Allen or TJ Yeldon this week for you? Oh, yep. Buck Allen. Uh, again, we talked about this matchup. You know, Cincinnati has given up the 32nd amount, um, or sorry, allows the most points to the running back position. Um, and I do think Alex Collins is going to be the guy there, but um, I still think that the volumes is going to be there for Buck Allen. I love that play again. We talked about a mobile quarterback. It changes everything from a defensive scheme whenever you're stopping the run because you have to have a guy that accounts for Lamar Jackson at all time. It basically takes a man out of the box every single play for the running back. So uh, Buck Allen, yeah, big time there. TJ Yeldon, I get TJ Yeldon, but you got to understand, um, you know, um, they're healthy now, or at least Fournette is. So you, you kind of got to – I'm pumping the brakes there a little bit on TJ Yeah, Yeldon. to your point, too, about the mobile quarterback. Buck Allen fits that mold better than uh, Alex Collins does. So I would definitely play him as well. And then <clears throat> his other question, he has uh, Godwin, Gabriel, or Traquan Smith. Me personally, um, just because of the matchup, your safest play might be Godwin here. I think your your boomer bust is going to be Traquan. Taylor Gabriel, I kind of want to stay away from him against Minnesota. Yeah, it, it, this is a rough one because Godwin, you know, he's questionable. He's probably going to play. They came out and said that he is probably going to be okay. Um, but, man, Taylor Gabriel is probably the safest option of these three. If you are needing just a huge, gigantic week, it's going to be Godwin. Um, so, uh, hopefully that answers your question. If you just want safe, go Gabriel. If, um, the injury and all that stuff, but if you're looking for ceiling, I would probably go Godwin there. All right. Well, I'm going to move on and talk about some Monday night football and hopefully he will return with a short.